Hey, this is Nick Romolini, and welcome to another episode of The Dark Cave. The Dank Cage. The Blank Page. This episode is brought to you by... The Crazy Voices in My Head. (laughs) Nah, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. So I was driving home from a hike one morning. I think it was a Wednesday morning. I've been trying to go on a hike maybe three, four, five times a week lately. Ever since a massage therapist that I saw told me that part of my chronic pain was the result of weak glutes and that a daily hike would probably help with that. So I'm driving home. I was real energetic that morning, listening to music loud, driving, excited to start my day, the whole thing. And the 101 was backed up like a couple exits beyond my house. And I was like, I could just get off and take surface streets. So I zip around Echo Park Lake and make a left to cut through the neighborhood that connects to my neighborhood. And I'm driving down a relatively narrow street with cars parked on both sides of the street and it's trash day. So there's also trash cans lining the street as well. So it's making this already very narrow two lane street basically into a one lane street. And as I'm pulling down the street, I see this guy coming down his driveway. And I'm like, surely he sees me since he's driving forward. Surely he's looking forward at what's in front of him and coming around him. And I'm like, oh, surely he's going to stop. Oh, he's certainly going to stop. He's definitely going to stop. Now, I get up there and he doesn't stop. And I can't swerve out of the way because there's all these trash cans on the other side of the street and parked cars. And the guy T-bones the back of my car. I have not been in an accident since I was 17 years old. So I pull the car over. I get out of the car. I go over to the guy. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I was like, didn't you see me? Yeah, I I saw you. I I just, I meant to stop, but I hit the gas instead. You gotta be fucking kidding me, guy. I'm being really nice to him, you know, but I'm still who I am and how I appear in the world. And I'm just looming by this guy's window trying to get his information. And he's shook, man. He's like, he's going he, he's going for his insurance card. He can't find the right thing. He puts his registration back into the glove box and then can't find it. Didn't realize that he put it back in there. I mean, he was shaking. He was, you know, he was, it was really sad. It was upsetting. And I was trying to be as nice as I could. Like, it's okay, man. It's really not the end of the world. But I, he like really could have used a hug. Like, I really should have, in retrospect, I really should have offered this man Get out of the car. Let me give you a hug, please. Everything's fucking fine. Don't worry about it. So we exchange information. I forgot to get his phone number, but I got a picture of his insurance card, that whole scene. And he fucked up the car pretty good. And he was like, my boyfriend's going to kill me. It's his car. I wish I had stopped in time. And my car was kind of fucked up and it's a lease, you know, it's a leased Volkswagen. So (laughs) a Taos. So I, I get home. I call my insurance company. After explaining to them exactly what happened and how it was not my fault at all, they told me I had the choice of whether I wanted to go through them, which is Geico, or go through his insurance, which is Mercury. And I was like, well, what's the difference? And they were like, well, if you go through us, things will happen more quickly, but you'll have to pay a $500 deductible out of the gate that you might not get back. We'll try to recover it from their insurance once they admit to liability, but you might not get it back. I'm like, well, nah, I'm going to go through their insurance, obviously. I'm going through Mercury. So they're like, you should expect a call from the agent from Mercury Insurance within the next couple of days. No call comes. So 
In the meantime, Geico sent me an email that let me know that a claim had been opened up with the other company. They gave me the name of the claim specialist and the claim number and a phone number to call. So I called the claim specialist. Let's just call her Amber because that was her name. And she doesn't answer the phone. She calls me back a few hours later and she asked me for my information. Just like basic, make the car model, all that stuff. And at the end I was like, so do you want to hear like what happened? And she was like, well, our client already told us what happened. And I was like, yeah. And I wanted to let you know what happened from my perspective so that you know there was no fault of mine. And she was very nonplussedly like, okay, not a word. And so I told her, you know, the fucking guy, he said he hit, went to hit the brake. You know, I told her the whole thing. Okay, okay. well, we're going to take all this information and we're going to go back and we'll reach back out to let you know what our decision of liability is. Great. A week passes, I don't hear from him. Two weeks pass, I don't hear from him. Now, I don't like the fact that the side of my car is smashed. It's very upsetting to me. It's frustrating. It's a reminder of the fact that I got in an accident. So I reach back out to Mercury. I call Amber. Can't get her on the phone. Get her voicemail. Leave her a message. She doesn't call me back. I call them back. Connect with an operator. Hey, I need to talk to this claim specialist about the decision on this accident situation. Okay, we'll leave a message for you. Okay, great. Nothing happens. Another week passes. I call Geico. Yo, we got to get this straightened out. I got this situation with Mercury. They again offered that I could go through them and pay the $500 deductible or I would just have to wait. And I was like, we need to push this along somehow because now it's been three weeks since the accident and I still don't know what's going on. So they reach out to her, can't get a hold of her. That's it. Seven weeks after the accident happened, I call Geico again and I'm like, listen, I need you to help me out here. This accident happened almost two months ago. They still have not reached out to me to let me know what's going on with the repairs. And I can't get a hold of this woman. I leave her messages repeatedly and she never calls me back. And the guy, he looks in the system and he says, well, I see now that they've accepted liability. So it should just be a matter of time before they reach out to you with details on how to move forward. Great. Another week passes, they don't reach out. <laughs> So now I call Geico again and I was like, listen, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got to figure this out. This is, this is too much now. I can't take it. I can t not take any more of this. Meanwhile, my wife was like, they're never going to admit liability. Why would they ever reach out to you? You will never hear from these people again. So I finally got a really helpful person at Geico and he kept me on the line while he connected to Mercury Insurance so I could hear everything that he was saying. And he was, I mean, he was a dog. He was, he was not letting this go when they were like, well, we assign claim specialists to each case. And if you can't get through to that person, there's nothing we can do. He like demanded supervisors. He did the whole thing. And so finally, this woman got back to me and she was very sweet and she was very kind. And the months of frustration, I felt very conflicted about because I was like, oh, I don't want to be... I understand that you're just another human being and you're doing your best, but you really fucking suck at your job. And I appreciate that you're being very kind to me right now. So we figure, we go through the whole rigmarole. We set up the inspection at the body shop in Hollywood, which I'll just call Precise Auto Body because that's what it's called. 
and she also set up the car rental reservation. Now, just, just to help you get your footing a little bit, the initial accident happened in the middle of May. This phone call is happening in the middle of July. She tells me that she's going to also set up the rental car reservation so that when I drop the car off for repairs, the rental car will be all set for me. Terrific! So I take the car in for the initial inspection. Precise is the name of the spot. It's this Armenian spot over in Hollywood. Not that it matters who it's owned by, but uh-oh! I actually had this conversation with my friend Darren, who's Armenian, at one point, and I was like, when I'm around like a group of Armenians, like if I'm in Glendale or whatever, they remind me of Italians in Philly. Like, they all hang out together, there's a lot of jewelry, there's a lot of strong cologne. Oh, fuck! You are not allowed to say that, Nick. And like, you don't want to fuck with them. They're not really going to take shit. And that's the only reason I add this to the story, because I'm in precise auto body, and like, you know, I feel maybe some sort of kinship with these people who do not feel this way about me at all, because, you know, I'm not Armenian. Okay, okay, hurry up, move on with the story, move on. But so, I'm here for the repairs, and... It's kind of just going to be no nonsense, so I just kind of feel like I got to go along with whatever I'm at the mercy of at this point. Woo, buddy. And Angie at Precise was very kind, very, just very straightforward, very like this is this is this is this. So they go, they inspect the car, blah, 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 they say, we'll have an estimate over to you probably within a week. Okay, great. I leave. I go home. I cry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't cry about that. I'm sure I was crying about something else that day. Anyway, so like within a day, I get the estimate. And I'm like, great, wonderful. Got the estimate. Nothing happens. A week later, Amber from Mercury calls me and she says, hey, I just wanted to see if you moved forward yet with repairs with the body shop you chose. And I said, well, they sent me over an estimate, but I don't know if it's approved yet or not. Did Mercury approve the repairs? Yeah, the repairs are approved, so I wanted to see if you were moving forward with the repairs. And I'm like, well, how would I know to move forward with the repairs if I don't know if the repairs are approved by the insurance company yet? Ay, ay, ay. So I'm like, yes, yeah, I'll call up the body shop now. So I hang up, I call up the body shop. I say, so I understand the repairs have been approved by Mercury. Could you please move forward with ordering the parts? It's like July 25th or something like that. Yeah, no problem. The parts should be in within about a week or two. Crickets. For weeks. I call back like two weeks later. Hey, this is Nick Romlini. I have the Volkswagen Taos. I wanted to call and check on the status of the parts. Yeah, they should be in next week, which means that we'd start the repair the following week. Great. Thanks, Angie. Now, mind you, I'm like low-key scared of these people a little bit. So I'm never trying to, you know, overstep. But this is great news. What are you scared of, pussy? So that, that's sometime in August, basically. I think it was like towards the end of August. September 23rd, it occurs to me that I should probably fucking call them again to see where the goddamn parts are and if I can bring my car in to get it fucking repaired. It's now four months since this guy smashed into the side of my car on Santa Inez Street in Echo Park. I drive down this street 
all the time. I have PTSD every time I pass his driveway, and it's a constant fucking reminder of that one day back in May when I had a lot of energy and I was driving home and this guy came out and tried to hit the brake but hit the fucking gas pedal accidentally. Come on! So I call Angie. Hey, this is Nick Romlini with the Volkswagen Taos. I just wanted to check to see if the parts were in. Yeah, she says. Mike called you and told you to bring it in on Monday. I said, what? She said, Mike, to- Mike called you and told you to bring it in on Monday. I said, I never heard from Mike. She said, okay, I'll bring it in on Monday. So I call up Enterprise to check on the status of the rental car and make sure that everything's squared up for Monday morning when I have to drop this car off in Hollywood at 8 a.m. And I give the guy at Enterprise my confirmation number and he says, we don't have that confirmation number in the system. Can I have your name? I give him my name. Your name's not in the system. How about my phone number? Also not in the system. And I said, how could this be? And he said, well, if a reservation is made two months in advance and never used, it automatically gets deleted out of the system. Guys, I'm, I'm like beside myself at this point. I've had to call Amber at Mercury so many fucking times just to get to this point in the game. And now we're finally here and the rental car has been canceled. Of course, Samantha's been made abreast of this entire story all along. And so when I tell her about the rental car situation, she's like, well, how long is it going to be? You know, you might not even need one. We can maybe just get by with one car. And I'm like, maybe, but that's not even the fucking point at this point. I'm getting a car. I'm absolutely getting a car. And she's like, how long do you think it's going to be anyway? I was like, I don't know, at least a few days, maybe a week. She's like, a week? I was like, I think so. So I decide to call Precise back up. And the guy answers. And I say, hey, this is Nicholas Romlini. I have the Volkswagen Taos. I was just trying to figure out how long the work's going to be. And he said... I told you it's going to be two and a half, three weeks. And I was like, what do you mean you told me? You didn't tell me anything. I haven't even, I've never even spoken with you. Of course, I didn't actually say any of that. I just thought all of that because I was so fucking dumbfounded that this was the second time that I was told, this time by Mike himself, that Mike had spoken with me and given me information that I had never gotten. So I called Mercury to try to get a hold of Amber and I got her voicemail. And I left her a voicemail explaining to her the urgency of the situation. A couple hours later, I called back, left her another voicemail, explained to her again the urgency of the situation. This time, after I left the voicemail, I got connected with an operator to explain to them the urgency of the situation. Nothing happened. So now it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is Friday for a Monday thing that I have to take care of. So I call him back. At this point, I demand that they give me somebody that's not her because I can't get through to her all day. So the guy says, yeah, yeah, I understand. This is, this is an urgent situation. I'll get somebody for you right away. So he puts me on hold. I'm on hold for about three minutes. Oh, my own. And then somebody comes on the line and says, hello? And I said, yeah? And he says, how can I help you? And I'm like, I honestly don't even know who I'm talking to. And he's like, this is John Jensen. And I'm like, okay, and who are you? And he's like, well, your claim specialist wasn't available, so you got transferred to me to help you. I'm like, okay, now I understand what's going on. Maybe you lead with that rather than just being like, hello? 
was fucking unbelievable. So John Jensen gets me set up with a rental car. He keeps telling me how this is a different system that he's not used to, but he's got everything squared up and he gives me the confirmation number, tells me the rate that they approve, you know, the whole thing. You'll be all set when you go to Enterprise on Monday. Terrific. Meanwhile, the phone beeps in and it's Amber, the claims specialist at Mercury Insurance. I just send her to voicemail because John Jensen's got my back now. I later checked the voicemail. She asked me if I'm moving forward with the repairs at Precise and if this rental car was about the initial claim that I filed. So I deleted the voicemail. Monday morning rolls around. I've had anxiety the entire weekend that something is inevitably going to go wrong on Monday morning when I bring my car in for this fucking repair. So I call Enterprise at 8 a.m. right when they open and I can't get through. So I just, I drive to Precise. Call them again on my way. Can't get through. Okay. 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 Get in there. The guy, the younger, there's a younger kid too. What the fuck's his name? I think it's Sean. So Sean leads me in. He says, I'm going to do a report of the situation in your car. And then you just sign off on it. And we'll leave it right here. Make sure you got everything out of the car. Blah, blah, blah. Do you need a rental car? I do, but I have one set up in Enterprise already. Okay, well, Angie will call one for you because sometimes you might get put on hold, but Angie will, Angie will get put right through. Great. Sean goes, goes, looks at the car, whatever. Angie comes over. I need you to fill out this paperwork. Do you need a rental car? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's already a rental set up. Do you want the confirmation number or anything? She's like, no, it's, you don't need that. You go over there. You might have to give them your claim number, but it's easy. You just go over there. I was like, she's like, go over the one on Gower. I was like, well, I have a reservation at Hillhurst. She's like, Enterprise is Enterprise. It doesn't matter. The one we use is Gower. I said, all right, Angie. Don't want to rock the boat. And then I said, hey, listen, I know the other day you said that Mike called me to tell me that the parts were ready for the repair. I was like, but I never got a call from him. I was like, can you just check the phone number, make sure you got the right phone number? 215-whatever, she says my number. I said, yeah, but I, I never actually got the call from him. And she said, oh, yeah, he called you when the parts came in. And I said, I never got a call. And she just smiled at me. <laughs> so the Enterprise guy, I finished up the paperwork, I sign everything, I make sure there's nothing in the car. Enterprise guy comes, picks me up. We're riding in his Yukon. He says he's living another day in paradise. So as we're driving over, he's asking me questions like what, what I was approved for, what kind of car I drive. He mentioned like a really specific rate, like $49.74 plus tax or something like that. He's making me feel real good, like he's going to take care of me. He says he's going to get me into something real nice to fit the two kids' car seats. He's like, do you need something as big as the Yukon? I was like, nah, you know, something just about the same size as the Taos, you know? He says his assistant will help me. I just go in through the double doors, give them the number, and my, his assistant's going to help me when we get in there. And he'll let him know to take care of me. Made me feel real good, you know? Gassing me up real fucking nice. This is a long story, huh, Nick? Yeah, but it's good. It's a good story. It's engaging. It's compelling. The people like it. Okay. Great. So we get to Enterprise. I go inside. I give the guy my name. He says, huh, this is strange. He's like, are you supposed to be paying for the rental car? I said, no. He said, well, there's two reservations for some reason, and they both are set up as renter pay, meaning that you would pay for it. I said, no, that's not supposed to be it at all. He's like, well, you got to call Mercury and get this straightened out so it's set up the right way. Of course, everybody who speaks doesn't speak exactly like that I do, but this is the best I can do at telling a story. 
So I go outside and I call up Mercury. I go to Amber's extension and it goes straight to her voicemail. I reconnect with an operator and I explain to her the situation. I'm at Enterprise and I can't get a car right now. Of course I'm being as kind as I can be at this point. I'm at my wits end. She's like, oh, this is, uh, this is very important. Let me, let me look into this. She looks it up. She's like, this is strange. There's two reservations in the system. I just need to figure out which one to delete. I had the confirmation numbers written down in my phone. I was like, I can give you the confirmation numbers. Maybe that would help you figure out which one to delete. She's like, yeah, please give me the confirmation numbers. So I give her the one confirmation number and she's like, huh. I give her the other one and she's like, I don't have either one of those confirmation numbers in my system. She's like, we better try and get a hold of Amber to straighten this out. So she's like, I'm going to try and get Amber. And if I can't get her, I'm going to come right back. Otherwise, you'll be transferred to her. Within five seconds, she's back on the line. She says, it went straight to Amber's voicemail. I'm going to send her an instant message right now. She's like, and if I can't get her that way, I'll get you through to somebody else. So about 30 seconds later, she's like, she's, she's here. She's actually here. I'm going to transfer you back to her. So she transfers me. And I hear this fucking Mercury Hold music. This god-awful nightmare Mercury Hold music that I have had to hear so many goddamn fucking times the last four months trying to get my car straightened out. Make it stop! After two minutes of the hold music, the operator comes back on and she says, Her headset is stuck on mute. So she needs to go around the office to try to find another headset to use, and then she's going to call you right back. At this point, I feel like I'm in the David Fincher movie, The Game. But what I suspect I'm on the verge of is a meltdown on the scale of another Michael Douglas vehicle falling down. I'm in the parking lot of Enterprise Rent-A-Car, barely able to keep it together. So I call them back. I wait a couple minutes and then I call them back. And I just demand that I can get through to a supervisor. The woman says, okay. Then she comes back and she says, the supervisor isn't available. I'll have them call you back. And I say, no, no, no. I need you to connect me with another supervisor. I'm in the parking lot of Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I need this straightened out. Okay, I understand. While I'm on hold, Amber beeps in. And it, it sounds like her headset's fucked up because the audio quality is not very good. So she sets up the rental again for me, and she says that there's two different rates set up in there. And I'm like, well, I was told that I could have this rate, blah, blah, blah. I don't want the lower rate because I can't be driving out of here in a Chevy Spark. I have two kids' car seats that got to fit in the back of the car. So she's looking at it, and she's like, I don't know who set this up, but there's two of them, and they did it all wrong. And at this point, it dawns on me that maybe this is my fucking fault. Because I was so relentless on Friday, just trying to get through to somebody to get this situation fixed. God damn it, right now we're going to get this fixed. And I wonder if I had just surrendered and just given it up, maybe it would have all worked out. Regardless of all that, she gets it set up and I say, hey, listen, I really would appreciate if you stay on the line with me while they get this done. I don't think she really wanted to stay on the line. So again, I'm standing there in line. There's an international couple in front of me that have a passport and the guy's saying, your passport from a foreign country needs to match the driver's license from the foreign country. I'm like, ay, ay, ay. Amber's like, I got to go to a meeting. I wish I could stay on with you. She bangs on me. Other guy comes over, helps me out. I notice there's a bat behind the counter. I'm like, what's that for? Are the vagrants around here? He's like, yeah, man, you got to stay safe. It's crazy out here. Meanwhile, if you look outside, There are just zombie homeless everywhere. It's sad. 
These people are mentally unwell. It is sad. Hollywood is in a fucking state right now. So I'm bullshitting with the guy. I'm giving him way more information than he's asked for. You know, I'm telling him about the fuck. He's asking me what I do. I tell him I'm an editor by day, but you know, I'm a writer. I got this podcast going, you know, I'm trying to whatever. Way more information than he bargained for, you know, but he's laughing. And so I think he's entertained. So we're chatting. He's like, yeah, you're, you're doing the uh, the LA dream here, right? I was like, yeah, 10 years later, I think I finally figured out like what the fucking path is for me. I was like, and I can't leave. I'm never leaving after this. How are you going to go back to Philly? I'm going to scrape ice off my windshield. It's fucking paradise. Meanwhile, there's like a zombie looking homeless guy just like banging on a fucking fence across the street. Bang, bang, bang. So I finished charming the fellow at the desk and he tells me, go wait outside. Someone will be right out with you to help you. Now, in the time that I'm waiting outside for him to come outside or somebody to come outside and help me, I'm watching all kinds of mid-sized SUVs roll off the lot. A Nissan Murano sails off the lot. A Rogue sails off the lot. A fucking CRV sails off the lot. I'm watching car after car that fits my needs exactly sail off this lot. So he comes out and he says, How do you feel about a hybrid? I said, oh, I'd be fine with a hybrid. What's up? He's like, well, the thing is it plugs in. It only plugs in. And I'm like, well, how's that? That's not a hybrid. That's an electric vehicle. I was like, nah, it's not going to work for me. So he goes back in. He comes back out. How about a pickup truck? I was like, my man, I can't be driving around in a big ass pickup truck. He's like, nah, just come take a look. He's like, it's got a big back seat. You'll be able to fit the car seats in there, blah, blah, blah. We walk over. It's a gigantic Ford F-150 parked next to a Dodge Ram Hemi. It says something like 6.7 liter engine on the shit. And I was like, yo, this ain't gonna work for me, man. I have a narrow driveway. Like, he's like, it's got a backup camera, though. I was like, it's not gonna work. We gotta figure something out. Meanwhile, right next to it, there's like a, a smaller Ford Ranger. I was like, what about that Ranger? He was like, it's about to go out. At this point, I'm just pointing to other cars in the lot. He's like, I was like, what about that Buick over there? Give me that Buick. He's like, that's a recall. He's like, and all these cars are, are employee cars. I was like, well, listen, man, I can't do this pickup truck. We got to figure something out because I got to get the fuck out of here. Of course, I didn't say fuck. I also didn't say fuck earlier to Amber about the car seats. But this is just how I'm feeling right now. So he walks around a little bit. He's like, he's like, well, you could always swap it back. He was like, you just take it in, get another car. And I was like, I can't be coming back here to swap it back. I was like, when are you going to get more cars in? He's like, well, they kind of all trickle in. He's like, we should have more in the afternoon. And I was like, man, this is, I'd really like to get this straightened out now. I'm not trying to come back with the car. I'm going to have it for three weeks. I can't have a pickup truck for three weeks. So he's like, how about a minivan? I was like, fuck yeah, man, I'll take a minivan. I'd love a minivan. So he goes in, he's like, let me see what I could do. He goes inside, he comes back out. And of course, me being who I am, during this whole process, I had explained to him a lot of what had happened with Mercury Insurance. <laughs> so when he comes back out, he's like, you know, this costs 50 cents more than what you're approved for, but I'm just going to waive that extra 50 cents for you. You've been through a lot at this point. And I was like, thanks, man. You know how states have, like, nicknames and they put them on their license plates? You know, I think Florida says the Sunshine State, Pennsylvania is the Keystone State, New York's the Empire State, and they put it, they write it on the bottom of their license plate. The top says the state, the bottom says the license plate. 
At least it used to. I guess now it's websites to go to the DMV website or some shit. But it used to be like that. My friend brings me over to this gigantic silver Chrysler Voyager. It's got Idaho plates. On the bottom of the Idaho plate, in all fucking caps, it just says, FAMOUS POTATOES. <laughs> FAMOUS FUCKING POTATOES! I LOVE IT! So he's got the little iPad, and he's checking me out, and I'm signing all this shit that everybody signs and nobody reads, and he starts asking me about insurance. And I tell him, nah, I'm gonna use mine. And he says, okay, well, if anything happens to the car, you know, you'll be responsible for your deductible. And I'm thinking to myself, after all this, if after all this that I've endured just to avoid the possibility that I would lose the $500 deductible that I would have had to pay to GEICO to get this shit straightened out by my own insurance, imagine if I somehow get in a fucking accident in this Chrysler Voyager and have to pay $500. The thought of this is unfathomable to me at this point. And I still turn down the fucking insurance. So I get into the big-ass Chrysler Voyager, and it smells exactly like L.A. Looks gel. I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with this shit, but I used to put a fistful of L.A. Looks gel into my hair every single day, probably from age 9 to 14. I had such an absurd Italian helmet, you could have hit me in the head with a bat, and the bat would have split in half. So I fired up the engine... Peeled out off the lot and was on my way. So if you happen to be in Los Angeles in the next three weeks and you see an absolute fucking maniac flying down the street in his silver Chrysler Voyager blasting 50 Cent or maybe J.I.D. Or maybe I'm even listening to Angel Olsen at the moment. Or maybe I'm even listening to Lana Del Rey. More on that later. You know it's me. Famous fucking potatoes indeed. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at mramalini. I'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.